Get ready to grip it and rip it. All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting. Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf show. It's Sunday, and what better way and what better day to top golf? It's what we do every week right here on Tea to Green, the golf show. Greetings, hello, fellow golfers. Jay Ritchie and Jerry Boutinoff from the longtime home of Tita Green, the five-star Brockmore Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado, also home of the 2018 U.S. Senior Open, 630 days and counting. Thanks for listening. Joining us today here on Tita Green. Well, the flags are at half-mast here at the Broadmore. There are golf courses around the world and around the country in tribute to the King Arnold Palmer, who passed away last Sunday evening. It has been a bittersweet week in the world of golf, the death of Arnie last Sunday, and then followed by the Ryder Cup, golf's most glorious event. What great play we've seen at Hazeltine in Chaska, Minnesota, as the European team tries to defend the Ryder Cup championship against the American team, which hasn't won the Cup since 2008. And on Tita Green today, our Ryder Cup specialist, T.J. O'Claire from PGA.com, will be joining us from Hazel Team National to talk about the play Friday, yesterday, and the championship play today as they go to the singles matches. T.J. O'Claire with PGA.com joining us today here on Tita Green. But first up, from the United States Golf Association, he's in charge of the USGA Museum at Far Hills, New Jersey, and he's also the USGA historian to talk about Arnold Palmer's legacy. Mike Trostel on Tita Green. Morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at seven. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. What am I going to do? Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. If you missed something from today's show or any shows, find it on iHeartRadio. Talk to the greens now at iHeartRadio.com slash talk. It's Jay and Jerry teeing it up with Mike Trostel as we continue worldwide on American Forces Radio and coast-to-coast on the Sports Byline USA Radio Network. iHeartRadio, an app so powerful, it holds 20 million songs from 450,000 artists. Thousands of the best live radio stations, custom stations, and stations created just for you. It's anywhere and it's everywhere. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. If you or someone you care about is trapped by addiction to drugs or alcohol, then don't miss this life-changing message from the Addiction Recovery Network. Hi, I'm Adam Weil. I'm CEO of the Addiction Recovery Network. Addiction doesn't discriminate, and treatment's not a one-size-fits-all approach. There's no cure for addiction. Addiction is a lifelong journey that people struggle with every day. We find the best treatment centers that have the full continuum of care that will ultimately give people the best chance to succeed. Dealing with an addiction is hard enough. Finding the right treatment shouldn't be. 
please, if you or a loved one are struggling with addiction, don't wait till it's too late. We're here to help. Make one of the most important calls of your life. The call is confidential and could save your life or the life of someone you love. Private insurance could cover the entire cost, so call 800-300-3388. That's 800-300-3388. 800-300-3388. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on Expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. Want to stay in touch with your favorite Sports Byline USA network hosts? Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You can also see the latest news in the world of sports, learn about upcoming contests and giveaways, plus catch up on guest info so you never miss a moment with the biggest names in every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, MMA, and more. No matter where you are in the U.S. or around the world, you can stay connected to the host and fans who love what you love. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA. It's the show by golfers for golfers. Tee to green. Jay Ritchie, Jerry Budnoff, headed your way from the five-star Broadmoor Resort. Colorado Springs, Colorado. Less than a couple of years from now, the Broadmoor will be hosting the 2018 U.S. Senior Open Championship, the 39th. Happy to have you with us today on what is, what is uh, after what has been quite a tumultuous, bittersweet week in the world of golf. Jerry, I know last Sunday everybody hit hard by the news about Arnold Palmer, and then our attention later in the week, of course, here turned to the Ryder Cup, and that's kind of the focus of our show today, both of those topics. Yeah, first off, uh, we've said many times on this show that uh, no athlete in any sport has been revered by his peers more than Arnold Palmer. And if anyone watched anything that the Golf Channel did that week, I think that has become evident for anyone that maybe didn't know. Uh, this, this may have been the Golf Channel's finest hour on Monday. I mean, they were just spot on. Uh, you know, they went live for like a full day starting at about, uh, I guess, 9 o'clock Eastern time or something Sunday night all through the next night, uh, even overnight. Instead of repeating shows overnight, they, they, they stayed live with it. And uh, the number of, of, of people that they talked to, both golfers and, and some people from some other sports, uh, it was just uh, fascinating to listen to some of the stories and some of the tributes and everything. Later in the hour, T.J. O'Claire from PGA.com. He's at Hazeltine. He'll join us from the 2016 Ryder Cup. But right now, our guest is standing by on the T.D. Green guest line. He's been with us a number of times, but it's been a while since we talked to Mike Trostel. He's the historian from the USGA. He's the guy who's in charge of the U.S. spectacular USGA Museum in Far Hills, New Jersey. And we're going to bring him on to talk a little bit about Arnold Palmer and the legacy left by the king. Hi, Mike. How are you? 
Jay. Jerry, good. How are you guys? We are terrific, and thanks for doing this this morning. You probably had a few requests this week for stuff like this, haven't you? Yeah, I've been talking to a few people uh, this week for sure. I mean, Arnold just had such a great impact uh, on the game, and I think I think you mentioned that no one was more respected by his peers, uh, whether they were those that played with him or those that came a generation or two later. Um, just uh, just an amazing figure and someone that was you know, certainly inspiring and, uh, and just touched all of us in the game of golf. Over the years since you've been doing this with the USGA and they're working at the museum, how much interaction did you have with Mr. Palmer? Yeah, a little bit. So in 2008, we renovated our museum and reopened it, and we, we renamed it the USGA Museum and Arnold Palmer Center for Golf History. Uh, and simply when we take people through the museum, the first place that we take them is the Arnold Palmer Room. Uh, certainly the greatest ambassador the game of golf has ever had. So we want people to... You know, interact with with what Mr. Mr. Palmer had as far as artifacts and some of those stories. We think he's one of the best representations of the game of golf. So I was fortunate enough to meet him uh, for the opening ceremony there. I had the opportunity to go out uh, to Latrobe and, and to see his office out there, which is just amazing and really uh, a museum unto itself uh, with his office and his warehouse uh, out in Latrobe. So just such a, a genuine and authentic individual, uh, and you know we. we you look at his career, and, and he was a pitchman for Pennzoil and Hertz and, and Rolex for so many years. And I think that just speaks to you know, the trust that people had in him. And, and you know, you saw that when you were able to, to meet him. He just connected with his fans like no other athlete, not just golfer, but no other athlete ever uh, was yeah. able to do. He, he went around with you know U.S. presidents, but he also connected with uh, with everyone who was blue collar as well. Just uh, just a remarkable individual. I'm going to ask you, and i got a feeling we're going to be asking this of most of our guests from now to the end of the year, but do you have a personal Arnold Palmer story that maybe you can relate? Sure. Yeah, I think everyone has a, a great Arnold story. I, I have, I guess, two that, that I'd like to share. One is how I get into the game of golf, and, and most people talk about it, you know, from, from their dad playing, and, uh, you know, we, we connect there, but for me, it was actually from Arnold Palmer playing golf. My my mom is the youngest of 10, and she started watching golf because her mom watched golf. Uh, so in the 1950s and 60s, when television was really just becoming popular and, and Arnold was coming along winning the, the 58 Masters and the 60 U.S. Open, uh, it, was, it was my grandmother watching Arnold and my mom sitting in her lap, and that's how my mom started watching golf. And then when I grew up, uh, I started watching golf because of my mom and went out the backyard and started playing. And that's really how I got into the business that I did. Uh, and the second one is, uh, is a funny story from the, uh, the opening um, of the, uh, the Arnold Palmer Center for Golf History at the USGA. So I'm standing there with uh, our education and outreach uh, specialist at the museum. Our name is Beth Major, and we're standing next to Arnold. And it's a warm day. It's a beautiful day. And uh, Arnold has a water bottle and Offers to Beth, you know, would would you like uh, would you like a sip here? And she says, "Oh, it's very nice." And I'm thinking, "Boy, you know, I've, I've never met Arnold before this time. Look, what a gentleman! You know, all the stories they say are true." And Beth takes a sip, and I just see her eyes get really big. And then she turns to me and just says, "Mike, that was that was pure vodka." And I look over at Arnold, and he kind of gives me a thumbs up and winks at me, and uh, just has a great sense of humor as well. Uh, uh, he's such a, <laughs> such a great man. Story. And, yeah. yeah, very, very funny. So 
Yeah. Very wasn't an Arnold Palmer, was it? Arnold a few times. <laughs> yeah. Terrific story. Yeah. Mike Trostel with this USGA historian. We, Jerry and I, by the way, we have two big, tall cans of Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer's sitting on us on the desk right here, and we're going to pop them open in just a second. Uh, I, got, I could only find the light, Jerry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, all right. We'll, we'll make do. Mike, uh, I, I think uh, uh, people like Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, and any athlete that has made a boatload of cash doing endorsements can also thank Arnold Palmer for that because he was the first athlete to really be in the mainstream as far as a spokesperson um, to, uh, you know, to reference that a little bit, uh, if you can. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, Arnold was the first athlete to own a private jet. He was the first, uh, certainly the first golfer to make money um, off things other than birdies and bogeys. Uh, he knew that, you know, with his the trust that he engendered with his his personality and connection with the fans, uh, he could he could sell things, and he he only endorsed products that he really believed in and. You know, as you referenced, the uh, half lemonade, half iced tea drink that you have right in front of you is certainly one of them. And when you look back at, uh, at Arnold's legacy, you know, I think certainly golf is part of it. You know, the 62 wins in the PGA Tour are the seven major championships, but that's almost peripheral to uh, to everything else, to his connection with the fans. And you know, I think there's a lot of people who don't necessarily know who Arnold Palmer is, other than that, uh, other than that drink <laughs> that's sitting right in front of you guys which I yeah, think is, is a testament to, to the man. Funny you say that. When I stopped this morning, there's a Walmart between my house and the Broadmoor, and I stopped to get the two uh, cans of uh, Arnold Palmer's that, that I brought to the show this morning, and the lady at the checkout, as she was ringing up the, the, the cost, she looked at me and she said, he died this week, didn't he? And I said, yeah, and there was another lady there. They, these, these were elderly ladies, probably in their late 50s. And the other lady said, oh, he did? I didn't realize that. I don't know how that, she, she didn't realize it. But she, and we just kind of looked at her, and then she goes, she recovered nicely, though. She said, but he had a long and wonderful life. And I think that's a terrific legacy right there. Yeah, it's hard to uh, hard to top that legacy. You're absolutely right. I mean, just the... The 87 years were, uh, were were certainly long lived and uh, and well respected. And you know whether it's the iced tea lemonade drink that lives on, or just his generosity of spirit uh, that he had with with everyone that he touched. I, you know, I love hearing the stories about how you know when Arnold signed any autograph he had, he wanted to make it legible because you know he wanted people to when they when they told their friends they met Arnold Palmer that they could read that signature and, and he shared that with. Phil Mickelson, among others, and, and a few other of the younger players that grew up, uh, you know, under Arnold, and, and I thought that was really, really cool. And um, you know, whether you, you got to meet Arnold personally, or whether you saw him on, on TV, or just knew of him through the, the iced tea lemonade drink, uh, it was a, a wide-ranging impact. And, and I was up in Canada uh, when it happened, and, and what I was amazed at was how it dominated the news cycle, even up there. You know, it wasn't just in the golf community; it wasn't just in the United States. You know, here was an individual who impacted, you know, the sports world, who impacted the world internationally. He was he was a beloved figure and, and arguably, you know, maybe one of the most impactful athletes of all time. Yeah. Mike, we're almost out of time, but any chance you could stay with us through our next segment? Absolutely. Okay, we'll do that. We'll keep Mike on through our, through our next segment here. Mike Trostel 
from the United States Golf Association headquarters in Far Hills, New Jersey, site of the USGA Museum as well, and we're talking about the life, legend, and legacy of Arnold Palmer today here on Tee to Great. Stay with us. Be right back. struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 877-663-7126 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 877-663-7126 to take your call now. Call 877-663-7126. That's 877-663-7126. Again, 877-663-7126. This is Glenn Hagee, America's Master Handyman, with a Granger Tip of the Week. Many items that we depend on require batteries to operate. All batteries are not created equal. New battery technology is improving battery power and longevity. It is important to keep batteries fully charged. Only use the same size and style recommended by the manufacturer when replacing them. Be sure to insert batteries correctly to avoid any damage. And now, a word from Granger. The Safety Oath. Repeat after me. I will safely bring safety to my facility and keep it safe. I will safely keep my people safe. I will put safety first in everything I do, and I will safely do so with Granger. When you think safety, think Granger. Granger's got over a hundred thousand safety products to help keep our facilities safe and our people safer. When it comes to safety, Granger's got your back. Call clickgranger.com slash safety or stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
It's America's longest-running network radio golf show and your top source for golf news and entertainment on the radio. It's Peter Green. The show is live and in real time on the Internet at sportsbyline.com. Our producer in our Sports Byline San Francisco studios, Scott Cuddy, Jay Ritchie, alongside Jerry Butenoff. Here from the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. The show repeats, by the way, on sportsbyline.com. Sundays at 1 o'clock Eastern Time. You can get to the Sports Byline website through our website, tdgreenradio.com. When you visit tdgreenradio.com, head to our Facebook page as well. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at, at Sports Byline. We are talking today about Arnold Palmer, his life, his legacy. Later in the hour from the Ryder Cup, T.J. O'Claire with PGA. Dot com will be joining us, and before we continue with our guest, Mike Prostel from the USGA, time to pop one open, Jerry. What do you say? Let's do it. Yeah, we got a couple of tall cans of Arnold Palmer's that we are uh, saluting uh, the King with today here on Peter Green, and I don't know who has who hasn't uh, uh, found his own his or her own little way to pay tribute or to salute. Arnold Palmer, since the word came last Sunday night that he passed away in Pennsylvania at his home in Latrobe at the age of 87. The United States Golf Association uh, special tribute uh, for years uh, at the museum, uh, the USGA Museum in Far Hills, New Jersey, to Mr. Palmer, the uh, custodian of the USGA Museum and the historian for the USGA, Mike Trostel, on the line with us today, right now, to talk a little more about the legacy. Mike, before we went to break, we were talking about the legacy away from golf. The legacy in golf for Arnold Palmer will be there forever. They'll be talking about him 500, 1,000 years from now. Is the legacy away from golf, how do, how do we keep that alive? And is the USGA going to try to play a part of that? Yeah, and, and you know Arnold's been associated with us for going back to the 1954 U.S. Amateur, uh, what he called his uh, most important uh, championship victory that, that really got him started. He was just a young buck back then, but he still had all the the same qualities, the uh, you know hard charging uh, style, the the swashbuckling out in the course, hitching up his pants, and of course he only became even more cool and uh, you know he even endeared himself even more to the legions of fans, Arnie's army over the next uh, 20, 30, 50 years after that. Uh, yeah, so what we're going to do with the USGA Museum uh, certainly is to, right now we have a tribute book uh, up so people can uh, remember their their memories of Mr. Palmer. And we're working with the PGA of America, the PGA Tour, uh, the RNA, uh, really everybody in the, in the golf community, uh, and with Arnie's Army Foundation uh, to keep the memory of, of Mr. Palmer alive. And, you know, like you said, this, People will still be talking about Arnold Palmer uh, 500, 1,000 years from now, but we want to make sure it's, uh, you know, it's in a really uh, thoughtful way and, and that his, his life and that his legacy is, is not forgotten. Uh, right now, out at the, the Ryder Cup and at our Men's State Team Championship, there are Arnie's Army pens uh, that have been given out. Um, we, you know, it said, I am a member of Arnie's Army. And, and you know, going back to the late 1950s, I think a lot of people, so many people have felt that way. Um, so, you know, when the tribute videos and the photo galleries die down, you know, in the next few weeks, I think people are still going to remember the spirit uh, of Mr. Palmer. Mike, uh, this year we've lost some pretty uh, big giants in the world of sports. Gordy Howe, Muhammad Ali, Arnold Palmer. Yogi Berra. Yeah, right there. Um, 
along with Ali, I guess, on a worldwide basis, uh, maybe Gordie Howell more just in North America, maybe little parts of Europe, but very few athletes remain in the public eye uh, after their careers are over. Now, golf with the Champions Tour coming about in the next 30 years, which Arnold Palmer had a lot to do with, by the way, uh, you know, has changed things. But certainly Arnold Palmer, uh, more than most, uh, you know, was always still uh, publicly in the eye recognized long after his uh, playing career was over, and that's rare. It is, and I think that's really a tribute to, to Arnold himself and the connection he had with us. It, you know, when he turned 50 uh, in, 19, uh, in 1980, I mean, like you said, that was the reason that the Senior Tour and now the Champions Tour was started, because people wanted to see Arnold, and then eventually wanted to see Jack and Gary Player and Lee Trevino, but it was because of Arnold uh, that this was started, and he won you know, our 1981 uh, U.S. Senior Open, and but it didn't just end there. You know, he really stopped playing competitively, you know, in the early 1990s and came out more in a ceremonial uh, type situation after that. Uh, but he did remain in the spotlight. And I think, you know, if you look at, at Forbes uh, talking about the, the highest grossing athletes, highest grossing golfers, he was still in the top three or four, uh, even in the last couple of years. And I think that just speaks to, you know, his his genuine connection uh, with with the fans, what he was what he was about, what he embodied, uh, and that is extremely rare. If you look across sports, I think Muhammad Ali certainly is one that, that transcended sports a little bit and connected with not just an American public but an international public. And I think Arnold really was was pretty much the same way, you know, by through his endorsements, uh, through his play, through his personality, uh, that really uh, shone through. And he was a cultural touch point for for so many different people. I think I heard them say on, on the Golf Channel the other night he's, he was third on the uh, endorsement money list at the time of his death. And his last tour win, Mike, was, I think, what, 1973 on the regular tour? I, I believe you're right. It's, it's hard to believe that you know he's had such a long-lasting impact, but, again, just such a tribute to the man. And Golf Channel did, did an amazing job, uh, as you said, going live. Uh, you know, it, it's... Everybody had their their own tributes to Arnie. You know, I think most people do have a personal story, uh, some sort of connection, whether it's watching Arnold or, or in person. But I thought Golf Channel did an excellent job, and and pretty much everybody in the golf world, uh, you know, wanted to do it right, wanted to celebrate it. You know, a tribute fits for a king because Arnold meant so much to us, uh, and it, it really has been uh, impactful. And as you can see, the third highest grossing golfer, you know, and he hadn't won in what's that, 40 years, a little over 40 years, is uh, is truly amazing. Mike, one of the neatest stories that I heard on Monday, uh, they had, uh, the Golf Channel hosts were talking to Wayne Gretzky, and um, this, this goes to how Arnold impacted other athletes, too. Wayne told the story, uh, we all know how much he revered Gordie Howe, and Wayne and Gordy were at uh, some event where uh, there were all sorts of uh, athletes from all sports there, and uh, Arnold Palmer walks in, and Gordie Howe says to Wayne Gretzky, there's the nicest man in professional sports right there. And I think that says about all you need to about how Arnold impacted uh, other athletes from other sports also. Yeah, there's really no higher honor than getting a compliment like that, right? It wasn't just within the golf community. It really was all of sports and, and, and worldwide. I mean, Arnold was just such a, such a legend uh, in the... 
uh, in the sports world. And, and, you know, as I was tuning into the Ryder Cup, I guess it was on Friday getting ready for uh, the first round of foursomes play. You know, all you heard was on the first tee chance of Arnold, Palmer, and you talk to anybody, whether it was on the USA side, at the Europe side, uh, they, they all you know, spoke to the impact that Mr. Palmer had. And, and again, I think Golf Channel did a great job. They just got out of the way. The announcers didn't say anything. They just they just uh, played the audio, the natural audio of all the fans chanting Arnie's name, and it went on for probably a minute and a half or two minutes. And, you know, whether you're Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky or whether you're just someone who's attending the Ryder Cup, um, it, it was uh, he was someone who was a part of your life, even if you weren't able to meet him, but you knew the stories, you heard the stories, and uh, it certainly his impact and his legacy will be felt for a long, long time. We were all members and still are members of Arnie's Army. Mike Trostel, USGA, with us today here on Tita Green, uh, the USGA historian. We're talking about, of course, Arnold Palmer. Mike, it, it, he had a way of just not just lifting everybody around him and lifting everything around him and just made you feel better. And the, the, to me, the world was a better place thanks to a person like Arnold Palmer. was and is a better place. And you I think that's really that well about, said. You can't say that about too many people, that's for sure. Yeah. No, you, you can't. And it, it, it wasn't like he was doing it uh, intentionally in the sense that he wasn't setting out to uh, to only do that, he just did it naturally. I mean, that's just who he was. Yeah, he he lived for that. He loved that to make other people smile and laugh and be happy. And if he could do it by shaking someone's hand, telling a joke, uh, signing an autograph, that's exactly what he was able to do. And yeah, I think you know, we've been talking a lot about certainly his impact, uh, you know, off the golf course, but you know, on the golf course as well. He was a, he was a really amazing player, and just speaking. You know, from, from our championship, the U.S. Open in 1960, what he was able to accomplish, you know, in those years from 1960 to 63, he had, yeah, almost 30 tour victories in that stretch. He, he came from seven strokes behind, shooting at 65, uh, not too far from where you guys are right now at Cherry Hill Country Cherry Club Hill. Yeah. Uh, out in Colorado, and just a, a remarkable final and drove the first green, birdied five of the first six. Hey, Mike. Not, we are yes, running sir. out of time, Mike, but thanks for doing this today, and uh, keep the legend of Arnold Palmer alive there at the USGA. We know you will. We certainly will, and cheers to you guys drinking those Arnold Palmers this morning. All right, that's Mike Trostel from the United States Golf Association. We're going out to Hazeltine, Chaska, Minnesota next, the Ryder Cup with T.J. Eau Claire here on T.D. Green. And now today's gardening tip. Over 50% of the country is experiencing drought conditions. Wilt from drought and summer stress can severely damage lawns and ornamental plants and dramatically reduce yields for commercial farms and home vegetable gardens. Not to mention the average cost of water has increased 48% since 2010. Lawn care professionals, golf course superintendents, and sports field managers have found an effective product to maintain great-looking plants with less water that is now also available to homeowners. And now a word from Hydratane. Is your lawn fried from heat and drought stress? Flowers wilted? Tired of constantly watering? Not to mention high water bills? Then do what the pros do to reduce watering by up to 50% or more. Use Hydrotain and you'll water less while maintaining beautiful lawns, landscapes, and gardens. Hydrotain is an environmentally responsible solution that has been used for years by top golf courses and landscape professionals. Now available to you. Ask your lawn service or local garden center for Hydrotain. To learn more or to order directly, visit our website at youwaterless.com.
Tired of paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand-name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand-name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. Do you have an old car sitting in your driveway? How would you like to learn a hassle-free way to get rid of it, help kids in need, and get a great tax donation in the process? It's real easy. One simple free call to our car donation hotline is all it takes. Call the Nishama Foundation at 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. We'll come pick your car up for free and give you a tax donation for the full value of the car, running or not. The value of your unwanted car will go to help kids in need. It's fast and easy. Just call us and your car will be gone and on its way to helping children in 48 hours. And you get a nice tax deduction. Call the Nishama Foundation now to get rid of your car, help kids, and get a tax write-off. Call 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. That's 800-760-4895. It's destination listening for dedicated golfers, Jay Ritchie, Jerry Budenoff, with Tita Green coming your way from the five-star Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Great to have you with us today as we talk a little golf. Our destination right now is the Ryder Cup. We're going out to Chaska, Minnesota, not far from Jerry's hometown out there. Just outside the Twin Cities, Hazel Team National for the 2016 Ryder Cup. And our when it's Ryder Cup at Tita Green, we always turn to T.J. Eau Claire from PGA.com, who was with us just a couple of weeks ago to give us a preview. Well, he's been there watching the action the last couple of days, and we talked to him right now here on Tita Green. T.J., how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. And the weather here in Chaska is just sensational for the final day of play here in the Ryder Cup. Ah, sounds good. Yeah, it's been pretty good the last couple of days, and uh, glad to hear that it's going to be nice and, and won't be a factor influencing uh, play one way or the other today. It, it, at this point, the U.S. leading, the U.S. has never trailed in the event so far since jumping out to that uh, four-point lead by sweeping the first round of action on Friday morning. Has anything surprised you at this point, T.J.? other than maybe that 4-0 sweep to start, start things Friday morning. Well, you know, I think the only surprise to me was yesterday afternoon in the four-ball pairings when Darren Clark, it almost seemed like he threw Davis Love a bone by not putting uh, Cabrera Bayo back out in the afternoon with Sergio Garcia. They had a ton of success uh, Friday and then again yesterday morning, so uh, that was a big surprise. Um, but, you know, you, you mentioned that 4 nothing sweep on Friday morning. 
The last time that that happened was 1975 when Arnold Palmer was the captain, which, uh, you know, it's a pretty big deal this week for the Americans. And then no team in Ryder Cup history has ever lost a Ryder Cup after sweeping the morning session. Of course, we saw it got much closer. Friday afternoon, the Americans were only up by a point going into yesterday's afternoon session. But, uh, you know, those three points were huge. you got to feel bad for the West. Would he miss that two-footer on 18? He would have gotten a half point yesterday afternoon. Yeah. But that was huge. And now the Americans take that three-point lead into the singles. TJ, one thing about uh, Friday morning is that in these most of these years that the U.S. has lost, it's been the alternate shot format that has really done them in. What happened Friday morning? Well, you know, Davis and particularly Phil Nicholson have been harping on it all week. A lot of people in the media have questioned, why do you start in that format? Because just like you mentioned, that's where they've really struggled. And their their rebuttal is, uh, that's our best format. And you look at the stats and you say, how can that be? And then they point to the President's Cup, where they've had a ton of success. And as we all know, the Ryder Cup is a completely different animal. But, you know, I, I think they just had the confidence in that. Um, the whole process this time around has seemed completely different. You know, a lot of people kind of giggled at the, the thought of the task force and all that, except it already seems to be paying dividends. And, you know, I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here because there is still 12 singles matches to be played. It's a three-point lead. Last time they had a lead was uh, 2000, uh, 2012 at Medina. Four-point lead they lost. And, you know, I've been telling friends back home, I kind of get the feeling this week that I had when, uh, as a Red Sox fan, pre-2004, where they're winning, but it doesn't feel like they're winning right now. You know, we're not going to be able to be uh, comfortable with it until it's over. No. Did we lose TJ? You guys still there? Yeah, we're here. Yep. Yep. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, no, I was just saying, I kind of get the feeling it's kind of like the 2003-2004 Red Sox fans where, you know, um, you don't feel like you're winning even though you are, and you won't be comfortable with it until the whole thing's over. So um, it's going to be an interesting Sunday here at Hazleton. TJ, uh, certain players from both sides over the course of time have, have shown that, that this event is, is really built for them. Uh, Sergio is one of them. He, he's got a great record on the Ryder Cup, especially in the team format. Ian Poulter. Uh, is Patrick Reed going to turn into one of those people? Davis Love said last night that in 2012 he went up to Ian Poulter and you know congratulated him on winning and said, you are built for the Ryder Cup. And he said last night, Patrick Reed is built for the Ryder Cup. And we see it out there. I mean, the guy just feeds off the crowd. And then when Reed came in, we asked him, you know, why is it that you feel so comfortable um, in an atmosphere where you really shouldn't, but with the adrenaline flowing, you know? And Reed brought up a great point. He said, you know, I always hear a lot of guys talk about how when the adrenaline's flowing, the, the clubs, the, they seem to travel further. He said that's never been the case for him. He said they always seem to go the same distance. So he said when he gets pumped up, he's totally comfortable in his yardages. He's not worried about the adrenaline sending the ball further. And, you know, I mean, it certainly showed for these first two days of the Ryder Cup. And, uh, I can tell you right now, he doesn't tee off until 12.04 Eastern time. He's already on the practice screen right now. He isn't. <laughs> Grinding away. We're with T.J. O'Claire from PGA.com. Speaking of Ian Poulter, arguably over the last decade, Europe's best Ryder Cup player. How is he not on this year's team? Well, Jay, it's actually because of an injury. Um, he, he had a foot injury that kept him out most of the summer. He's here as an assistant captain, but, yeah, it's the injury that's kept him away from the Ryder Cup. He just can't play right now. Ah, okay. A lot of people were wondering about that, why he was not 
on the team. Glad, glad you could clear that up for us. TJ, uh, Darren Clark has kind of front-loaded his lineup today. In fact, uh, uh, Reed and McElroy uh, going out first. That ought to get everyone, uh, the crowd included, pumped up. Let's say the, Ameri- uh, the Europeans make a little charge there at the beginning. They don't have a lot left on paper to make it stand up at the end then. Yeah, you know, um, they definitely front-loaded their lineup, which you have to do when you're trailing, right? You want to get some blue on the board early. And um, I think this singles matchup is where we're really going to see the depth of this U.S. team, as you mentioned. I mean, you've got Reed and Speeds right at the top against McElroy and Stenson. Those are going to be two huge matches. But then Davis also had the luxury of kind of sprinkling some big names towards the end. You have Dustin Johnson. He's going to be playing from the 9 spot, Brooks Kepka in the 10 spot. So, you know, if it gets down to crunch time, you've got some big guns towards the end of the lineup for the, for the Americans. Yeah, on the other hand, Darren Clark's got uh, six rookies, and he's got to play some today. And the way he's front-loaded his lineup, some of them are going to be down at this down the stretch where it could be really crucial. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, it's interesting that you brought the six rookies because it was something that I looked up earlier this week just because I was interested. And as it turns out, there have been five times in Ryder Cup history—I'm sorry, six times in Ryder Cup history—where a team has featured six rookies. And believe it or not, five of those times that team has won the Ryder Cup. I don't know if that'll happen again today, except, um, you know, it was pretty telling that Darren Clark maybe didn't have some guys in form. Chris Wood, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, neither of them played on the first day, whereas Davis Love got his entire lineup out on Friday. Um, So we'll see how that factors in uh, today during the singles. They only have one match under their belt, and now, uh, you know, they're going to go into the, the pressure cooker that is singles. We've heard all week about the, uh, the spirit of Arnold Palmer being at Hazeltine and the Ryder Cup, of course. Arnie's Ryder Cup legacy is, is amazing as well. Actually being there, though, TJ, do you, do you get that sense as well? I mean, they're talking about it on TV a lot, but when you're actually there, do you sense that as well? You know, Jay, I absolutely do. And I'll go back to Sunday night uh, earlier this week. You know, we had uh, Davis Love was scheduled to make his final captain's pick during uh, Sunday Night Football halftime show. Um, and, you know, just about an hour or two before that was scheduled to happen, we learned about the passing of the King and everything changed. You know, the guy is one of those very few players who transcends the game. So his presence has been felt here. They've got a huge board of Arnold Palmer down by the merchandise tent where fans have been leaving messages all week. We all have buttons in the, uh, the media center that say, I'm a member of Arnie's Army. Um, and then even on the first tee, Friday, uh, Friday morning, I was out there bright and early and uh, as a tribute to the King. They had his 1975 Ryder Cup bag right there on the first tee for all the players to see as they teed off. It was just a really nice touch. Yeah, and the other thing I was going to ask you about with with, uh, with Arnold Palmer, has, what is Dave, has Davis Love tried to use that as motivation a little bit, or does he even need to try to do that? Yeah, you know, I don't think he needs to. I think a lot of us wondered earlier this week if he would do that kind of the same way that Jose Maria Alfabo, um used Seve Ballesteros as motivation for his whole team in 2012 at Medina. Um, but, you know, Davis and Darren Clark both pointed it out earlier, and they, they made a great point. Arnold Palmer was really the first, uh, in all due respect to Gary Player and everything, but the global player. So, you know, they're trying to play this, uh, this Ryder Cup in the spirit of Arnold Palmer. And uh, they brought it up several times about how he's going to be kind of that 13th man for both teams just because of what he meant to the game. 
now. In the spirit of Arnold Palmer, let's talk a little bit about sportsmanship. I know some fans uh, maybe crossed the line a little bit the last couple of days. What, what, what is what are you? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, Jay, uh, this is my tenth Ryder Cup, and we see it. I think every year, maybe some years worse than others. Um, uh, being from the Boston area, I was pretty embarrassed in 1999 at Brookline with some of the stuff that I heard. And unfortunately, it seems like uh, it may even be worse here at Hazeltine. So it's, uh, you know, it's gotten out of hand, but I, I give a lot of credit to the U.S. players who have kind of stepped aside and tried to tell the crowd, you know, to quiet down, be respectful. Bubba Watson, in particular, as an assistant captain, has been out there kind of urging the crowd to be respectful of the Europeans. And, you know, it's really a sad situation because just like anything else, it's really the minority that's kind of messing it up for everybody else. Yeah. And, um, you know, as you guys know, I mean, any event that sells alcohol, they're playing all day, they're playing outside in the sun, it's going to get worse. So I think until they end that, and they can't end that because it's just too much money that they're, they're making on their sales, you know. Um, but until something like that, stops it it's going to happen you know and it's a few bad apples that are ruining for everyone else and to the credit of the european team they've said the same thing you know rory mcelroy who's probably gotten the brunt of it as well as danny willett because of a column that his brother wrote earlier this week um they both have said you know it's not everybody it's a small few it's unfortunate but you know they're not uh, they're certainly not holding everybody irresponsible yeah we're talking about some of the heckling that the european players have received from fans during the event, and, uh, and uh, speaking of the fans, though, on a positive side, boy, uh, yeah. they have shown up uh, in Minnesota uh, fifty thousand every day. Uh, I, uh, either yesterday or, or Friday, when it was down to the last couple matches, everybody uh, was, they were twelve deep the in, uh, around the entire seventeenth hole, par three. It almost looked like the sixteenth at Phoenix. Yeah, you know, I have a cousin out here for his first Ryder Cup, and he was saying to me, you know, I was so excited to come, and I can't see anything out there. <laughs> I said, you know, Jason, <laughs> the funny thing about a Ryder Cup is if you're planning to see golf, you don't come to a Ryder Cup. It's all about the atmosphere, the chanting, the singing. Uh, it really is. It's like a party. It's fantastic. And, yeah, the crowds have come out in droves. I think this is, uh, you know, they've talked a lot about how this, this community, and, Jerry, maybe you can relate to this being from the area, have a short golf season, so they're fired up to have some great world-class golf here in the Ryder Cup, and uh, yeah, they, they've certainly, you know, I don't think, uh, we'll see what happens at the end of today, but I don't think any Ryder Cup captain on the U.S. side would mind coming back to this area of the country for a domestic Ryder Cup. We've got about 30 seconds left. TJ, should Davis Love feel pretty good about what uh, what's going to happen today? I think he does. I think he learned from 2012. He said they may have gotten a little complacent with that four-point four lead. Uh, Saturday evening going into Sunday, but, you know, all those guys to a man realize they have a job to do today. They're not looking at the board. They're worried about their match. Uh, Matt Kuchar drove that home last night, and I do think that uh, for the first two, the first time since 2008, we're going to see a U.S. victory in the Ryder Cup. Yeah. All right, and most of the his assistants were either assistants or players on that 2008 team, along with, like, five or six of the current team members as well, so they they uh, they remember well what happened in 2008. That should serve them well today on this final day with the singles matches from PGA.com and from the Ryder Cup at Hazel Team National in Chaska, Minnesota. T.J. O'Claire with us today. T.J., thanks. Great job. Enjoy the day today. My pleasure, guys. Thanks so much. T.J. O'Claire, PGA.com at the Ryder Cup.
Well, we've got a lot to talk about when it comes to golf besides the Ryder Cup. Jerry's going to check it out next as we continue here on Tee to Green. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 877-663-7126 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 877-663-7126 to take your call now. Call 877-663-7126. That's 877-663-7126. Again, 877-663-7126. This is Carrie Cooper for Guitar Center's Focus on Rock. Shop for the greatest selection of music gear on earth at guitarcenter.com. There's always a sprinkle of mystery and magic when we consider the man, woman, girl or boy behind a song. Join me over at focusonrock.com where we look at the girl behind the inspiration for Harry Chapin's 1972 hit Taxi. Who was Sue in the taxi? How did they meet? And why did she inspire such beautiful creativity in the late great Harry Chapin? Whether you're creating new music, recording, or performing live, Guitar Center has the gear you need to bring out your best. And going on now, you can save up to 30% on select gear during our singer-songwriter event. Get a Martin X-Series acoustic electric guitar for just $5.99, a Latin percussion cajon for $79, or a pair of AKG K52 headphones for just $29. Don't miss your chance to save on everything you need to write, record, and perform. Guitar Center's singer-songwriter event is going on now, in-store and online. Hour in radio, quickest hour in golf. Tita Green continues. Jerry's here looking at what's happening in golf. Got to make one correction from last week regarding the Champions Tour event that uh, I said was in China, which is what was scheduled, but that didn't work out. 
I was actually in Victoria, British Columbia. They moved the event. The website I was working on never had the, oh. never put in the location. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, Ryder Cup, uh, U.S. leading Europe, nine and a half to six and a half. Couple quick little notes. Rory uh, McIlroy and Thomas Peters from Europe are both three and one. They played very well. Snedeker, Reed, Spieth, Mickelson, Kucher, and Kepka have two wins on the board for the Americans. The uh, first of four groups out today, Reed versus McElroy, Spieth against Stenson, uh, J.B. Holmes against Peters, and Ricky Fowler against Justin Rose. If the Europeans make a charge right there, then it'll get interesting. Uh, if they split, doesn't look good for the European side this year. The last match, if it comes down to that, uh, Zach Johnson versus Matthew Fitzpatrick, who is a very good golfer, but he's only been out once, and uh, that could hurt those guys. Uh, there's three guys, three rookies in the European team that have only been out once so far in the four rounds. The women are at Pine Valley. Uh, no, not the famous one in New Jersey here. The one outside Beijing for the first event of the Asian Fall Swing, the Rainwood Classic. MJ Her minus 20 is your leader one shot better than Brooke Henderson. Three ahead of Miram Lee, IK Kim, and Shan Shan Feng. Only Christina Kim and Daniel Kang of the U.S. are in the top 25. Not a lot of Americans over there yet for this event, but um, it's an all-Asian Miriam lead, except for Brooks sticking her nose in there. Okay. Thanks today to T.J. Eau Claire for joining us. Check out his work at PGA.com. And thank you to Mike Trostel from the United States Golf Association as well. Tell you what, you want to pay tribute to Arnold Palmer? Have yourself an Arnold, Arnold Palmer. Do something nice for kids, for youngsters that you know or in your area. Arnie would like that. And get out and play some golf. Hit them long. Hit them straight.